0: Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup Podcast. My name is Joe Glover and I'm really very grateful for you being here today. Today we're going to be hearing from Gary Gumbleton from Capco. Uh, Gary specialises in creating video content. He's very good at it. Uh, I really enjoy both hearing from Gary about the content that he produces, but also just seeing him in action and seeing the work that he produces. He's someone who's got a clear passion for what he does and the result of that is that it comes through his work which i think is just splendid to see really really splendid that's a posh word but splendid yes we're gonna go with splendid um i'm gonna leave carrie to sort of speak about the whole talk in 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 this case he helps us understand what cameras you should be using the types of shots that you should be getting and the strategy behind your video content um i think there's an awful lot there i think uh you will walk away from this podcast really quite informed about video marketing um, if you like more from the marketing meetup head to themarketingmeetup.com there's plenty of stuff there including our blog, a podcast uh, newsletter, videos oh, the list goes on there's just an awful lot of stuff right there that's there to help you, I really hope you enjoy it because we put a lot of effort into sort of making uh, just something that will really help you because that's what we want to do, we want to help you um, if I want to also say a big thank you to Baz from Bravo Marketing, Baz is the guy that stitches together our podcast for us. He's an incredible bloke. I'm really grateful for Baz. Um, he takes a he takes a load off us, but more importantly, he delivers on what he says he's going to. And what he typically says that he's going to deliver on is driving engagement from content, which is something that is often missed. Quite often, we will produce content, but not focus on the engagement. In the case of Baz, he does both, which I think is uh, an admirable and important skill set to have, and uh, he's got it. So, if you'd like to know more about Baz and Bravo Marketing, head to bravo uk. All that said, I'll let you enjoy the talk. Uh, I know that this was a really good one. It's a slightly sweary one, so if you're of a sensitive disposition then probably listen to another episode but I think uh, you'll be missing out if you if you do Uh, so do take care I hope you enjoy the podcast and I'll see you soon Uh,
1: so like you said my name's Gary Uh, I'm the managing director of Capital Content Um, today I'm going to go through who I am and why I'm standing in front of you lovely people Uh, I'm going to cover off a little bit of strategy, normally I talk about strategy in my presentation uh, but today obviously because it's tech week and we're going to go into a few actual technical pieces uh, around how to produce your own video content as a business, uh, the aesthetics, applications that you should be using and how to prioritize that content and if we have got any minutes towards the end then I will open up the Q&A. So, uh, over the last kind of fifteen, twenty years of my working life, I kind of separate it into three chunks: uh, my jobs, my career, and my calling. Uh, I have a book on Amazon called Job Career Calling, by the way. Uh, uh, But my jobs, I kind of started off as a removal man, an estate agent, and a factory worker, all kind of on the same social ladder. Uh, Then I worked for Vodafone for about 12 years, and I got relocated out to New Zealand, uh, which was very nice. Came back, don't know why. And I worked for the last couple of years, I worked for a company called Frontside Media, who are a video content agency. Um, and when I came back to the UK about two and a half years ago, I realized that New Zealand were kind of two, three years ahead of the UK from a video content perspective. And I think it's because they're kind of a micro economy. There's not that many dollars to be spent. So the agencies had to be really innovative to capture those dollars. And they were really pushing boundaries. So when I was kind of like explaining all of the stuff that I was doing a few years ago, it kind of blew people's minds a little bit, therefore I started Capital Content. And my calling, and what I've realized that I'm good at, is that I can help businesses grow using content. In fact, one of my key skills, I'll put myself on the spot later, um, is that I can usually come up with a concept or a strategy on the fly. You tell me your business name and an objective, and I'll come up with a little strategy there and then to be able to help achieve that objective using video content. Probably all the weed I smoked when I was younger. Um, So, (coughs) uh, Capital Content, we're a content agency, exclusively video, um, a little bit of photo. We're based over by Heathrow. um, We help with the social side, like we'll give you tips and tricks on once you've made the video content on where to put it and how to convert those eyeballs into purchases. And we do short forms of documentaries, so right from your 29 second video up to your 30 minute um, and, but it all, like I said, it all starts with an objective. So if you wanted to sell more product, or raise brand awareness, we create the strategy using video content to help achieve those objectives. In the last two and a half years, we've made 3,000 videos. <sighs> so as an organization, as a business, you have three options when creating video content. Uh, the first one is a videographer, and that's whether you hire a videographer or actually bring them in as an employee. Um, they're relatively low cost. You've only got one person to deal with, but they're not really there to help come up with the concepts or the strategy. They're really only there to press the buttons. So you've got to come up with the ideas on what content to deliver. They're just going to rock up with a camera and point it in the general direction. I'm generalizing. Uh, or you can go to an agency. You know, It's a kind of a mid to high cost. Um, You've got a whole full team of people delivering the concepts, the production and the distribution but they're going to start bringing out portaloos and catering trucks on a 30 second video. Um, Capital content sit in the middle here where we do all of the strategy but only charge for the production. The third option is to do it yourself and that's what this talk is all about really. Uh, So the strategy around video content, before we kind of go into the actual technical pieces, the way that I explain my video content strategy for any business is to treat themselves like a media company. So like the BBC, for example, um, if you were business name TV, much like the BBC, you would have channels underneath that. And each one of these channels, let's say BBC One, BBC Two, BBC News, they have their own demographics, they have their own audience, and therefore as a business, you have your own Um, objectives. So if you wanted to raise brand awareness, sell more products, get involved in the community as your objectives then you create content in those channels and therefore you have seasons of content and episodes. It's a very simple way of looking at structuring video content and we all know that obviously BBC is the network, BBC One is the channel, uh, Planet Earth is the program and Jungles is the season. You don't necessarily need to name them you know, it's, it's good for two reasons. One, it gets the business to buy into it internally, uh, but it also tells the viewer exactly what they're about to watch before they've actually pressed play or autoplay. Excuse me. Uh, cool. So that's a very high level look at how we sh- um, create video strategy, for example. Now, production basics. You probably notice, uh, and I was saying to Becky earlier, that everybody on LinkedIn at the moment is enjoying making video content. <laughs> the first wave was in the car. he's seen a lot of thought leadership driving to pick up their papers in the car. Um, and then you also get kind of like the you know the shaky hand, walking down the street, I've just made a sale, this is why I made a sale kind of video. You know, there's lots of that kind of stuff. It pisses me off a little bit because everyone has a 4K camera in their pocket right now. There are certain rules to run by to create better content without having to pay thousands of pounds with me. I mean, you can spend thousands of pounds with me, um, but uh, you always need an element of raw or behind the scenes content as part of your video content strategy. So, uh, as a beginner, uh, keep your phone horizontal. No one wants to see that vertical shit unless you're using Snapchat. Uh, Even IGTV now is accepting um, horizontal viewing and that's the first time they've kind of bowed down to the consumer. Um, So you want to keep the phone horizontal, use your rear camera, it's going to be better quality, it's all simple stuff. Um, Make sure it's well lit, I don't mean make sure it's well lit, I mean make sure it's lit well. (coughs) Um, And use, I'm sorry for this, use a selfie stick. A lot of people are like oh god I love a video. Um, Actually you want it a bit further away, make it wide as possible. If you think you're a little bit more than a beginner, um, use a lapel mic, the difference between good video and shit video is audio. Uh, Get a spotlight, uh, make sure it's nice and bright in the room or bright on your face. Um, Get a tripod so to avoid the shaky hand, too many drinks on a Friday and then everyone knows the iPhone battery is shit so get yourself an external battery. I'm actually doing a giveaway. Um, today, Uh, so I've got a content creator pack here, so you get this lovely case, Um, you will get a ring light to clip onto your phone, you get a Manfrotto tripod to be able to hold your phone as a selfie stick and you also get a lapel, uh, a smartphone lapel mic and the way you enter the competition is just give me your business card. Um, yeah, Very simple, so all you've got to do is just kind of, if you have business cards and you want to enter the competition hand them all down to the end of the rows here and I'll grab it after my talk and then I'll just pick one, I've packed away the controller in the bag I think. Mm-hmm. I have indeed, look at that, thief. Um, so yeah, if you wanna enter the competition, I'll just pick one uh, and then we'll announce the winner after Becky's talk, so just hand it all down and I'll grab it all of you guys at the very end. You keep the bunch uh, and then I'll grab it at the end and then obviously I'm gonna contact the rest of you to try and sell video content. I'll be incredibly transparent around that, <laughs> all right? So, um, uh, if you really wanna up your game and um, without too much um, budget, get yourself a DJI Osmo Mobile 2. Awful name. Uh, it's about 130 quid. Um, it is a um, a gimbal, who knows what a gimbal is? I'm sure Marlon does. Yep, yeah, cool. So it basically stabilizes your footage, you can run around and it will keep the camera stable. Um, it's an amazing piece of kit. You can get ones with cameras built on uh, but you've then got to take that footage off put it onto your computer, edit it up, put music, color grade it, export it, upload it into Facebook. Whereas, if you take the footage with your phone directly already, you can edit it, you can color grade it, you can put music on it, all on the phone itself. So you can be completely mobile. Um, You obviously do need the light, the um, lapel mic, all of that kind of stuff to up your production. I'm going to see lots of people scrambling for business cards. Good. Uh, so, the, so, the aesthetics. So, are there any videographers in the room, again, apart from Marlon? Yes. Okay. So, this is all really basic stuff for you. I apologize. Yeah, it's,
0: it's
1: interesting. i Okay. That's good. So, it's really just kind of for, you know, marketing managers, digital execs, all that kind of stuff to be able to create their own video content. Now, what I want you to be able to do is go back to work tomorrow morning and actually start creating a video content strategy and start shooting your own videos. And you're all welcome, sorry, I forgot to include, as part of this package, um, you also get a half-day strategy workshop with me. I'll come into your business and I'll create a 12-month video content strategy just for you guys. Um, So from an aesthetics perspective, um, I've kind of split it down to some very basic shots that you guys will only ever really take when creating your own video content. We've got talking heads, Interviews, B-roll, time-lapse, hyperlapse, slow-motion, selfie style. Woo. So talking heads and interviews are relatively similar. Um, I'll cover, I think I'll cover them off. So talking heads and interviews, here we go. Here's some good example and bad examples. So a good example for talking heads. Now this is when you're trying to explain something like an about us or um, yeah, a, top, a thought leadership topic. Nobody likes to be directly told to, although I'm standing in front of you directly telling you stuff. On a video, you wanna look slightly off the camera. If you're looking directly at the camera and at people, they're gonna turn off because you're effectively telling them what to do rather than the viewer kind of finding out by earwigging a little bit. Um, So aesthetically, you've got a shallow depth of field. You're gonna be hard pushed to get that with an iPhone, so you will need a DSLR for that kind of stuff. But this kind of gives you an emotive feel to it. Um, It's nicely lit in the back and in the front um, but you can probably tell just from that single screenshot that it's about schools or teaching because of what's in the background so always be conscious of what's in the background of that video just like this one I think he's in like an art deco speakeasy from the 40s he's talking directly to the camera it's shot on an iPhone so it's not particularly well lit, you really do need a lot of light. Um, The massive gap here in comparison to the gap there is slightly off centre, it's a really poorly shot video, I would never use that. Um, Then you've got interviews, this is when you've got two people talking, Um, just on here sorry, does anyone know about the rule of thirds? Yeah. Cool, you want to rule first. So, as you can see, rule of thirds so on the far right there. He's slightly off center, doesn't really work too much. Um, interviews are when you've got two people talking. This is a bad example. Um, no one wants to see the crotch crease, what I call it. Um, you kind of want to be from the waist up. Um, I have no idea where they got that backdrop from. I mean, I mean look at that in comparison to that. It, it's awful. He's got paper in his hand. What? Like, it's really poor. Then, obviously, you've got loads more money spent on this one than you have this one. (laughs) (laughs) But you now have effectively two cameras, if you can afford the two cameras. Um, You haven't got a crotch crease. Uh, It's nicely lit. You've got a nice gap between the head and the top of the frame. You've got the second speaker in the frame as well. Uh, And what they will probably have is a camera this side looking at David Letterman, so they can switch between the two. This all kind of makes sense. Um, you, most of the stuff, you're going to be doing this. Unless you do thought leadership, um, try, you, you know, you can't have both people in the shot. It's not the greatest, but stage it a bit better. But if you've got two cameras and you've got two people interviewing each other or having a conversation, um, do it kind of, they call it the 180 rule. So that's talking heads and interviews. And then the rest. Excuse me. So B-Roll, this is just a technical term, A-Roll is your main thread, so that interview piece that you see here, these two let's say, that's your main spine, that's that's the thread throughout the video. With B-Roll, that's relevant footage to hide the cuts, so if if that woman here is talking, she might not be particularly, uh, what's the word, she might not be very good at speaking, she might go um, ah, she might change topics, she might stop and start again, In post, when you go to edit the video, to hide those cuts, if you're cutting out the ums and the rs, you cover that cut, you hide that cut using b-roll. So particularly for this one, I might go and do a close-up of an apple on on the teacher's desk, for example. While she's still talking, it just hides the fact that you've hidden that mistake and it just cuts to the next shot. Uh, Time-lapse, we can all do time-lapses. The iPhone has a time-lapse. What I have a problem with is why you do a time-lapse. I had a client come to me saying, yeah, I wanna pay a thousand pound, I wanna do a time-lapse, sweet, yeah, I love it. Um, it's to show, you know, we're doing an activation in a mall about building a Wendy house. And I was like, cool, man, yeah, I'll charge you a thousand pound for a time-lapse. But why are you making that time-lapse? what is your audience, Who's, is it going to be engaging enough? Are you going to have one camera, are you going to have two cameras, are you going to switch to the two, are you going to have music, are you going to have talking over it as to what's actually happening in the video? In the end I said don't make the time lapse, there's no point, mate. no one cares about how it was built, I want to see kids playing in the Wendy house, not the actual build of it itself, unless it's internal, but even then no one's going to sit through a minute's worth of time lapse, it's boring as fuck. Um, a hyperlapse, that is a moving time lapse, it's, it takes a lot of patience, it's very cool, um, but it, it, it's technically all you've got to do is kind of track. You can, Let's say you've got a church 500 yards in the distance, you set your time lapse to start and just slowly move forward. But keep the church on in the same place in that video the entire time. And you'll see once you've done it, it will blow your mind. Um, but a, a hyperlapse is a moving time lapse. Excuse me, um, slow motion. Now I see people making video content using their mobile phones. I'm, I'm shouting at the screen, specifically when they use slow-mo. You know, I saw one guy kind of, I think it was in a factory chopping wood or whatever, and he obviously slow would some of the footage because he thought chopping wood would look cool, but he shot it in 25 frames and not in 50 frames. So uh, from a TV perspective, from any content perspective, we are used to seeing or watching programs in 25 frames per second, so 25 pictures for every second. Um, If, let's say, you started doing it in 50 frames, which I've written here, um, but you play it in real speed, you'll see that the video is really smooth. Although it's played in real time, it's really smooth because we're seeing twice as many frames per second. When creating slow motion, You need to be shooting in 50 frames or above and then you half the speed that you're playing the video at. So you right now a majority of iPhones can shoot in 1080 and 50 frames, I think they actually do it in 60 frames just to confuse but that's the US side of it. Um, If you want to do slow motion shoot the standard video in 50 frames a second and then half the speed up to half, you can do 75% but don't go over half, don't go... 200% 200% or whichever way it is. Um, and then selfie style. So it's great for LinkedIn, you know, shooting your own video content. But again, you've got to adhere to those rules. Um, selfie stick if needed, or get it on a tripod in front of your desk. Don't use a phone holder in the car because it's a bit old hat nowadays. Uh, We're getting close to the end now, so this is an example of a video. Hopefully it's not going to be too loud because I'm unable to stop and start so I'm going to talk over it on a few things that I've spoken about. This isn't shot on a mobile phone, this is shot on a DSLR, a normal camera, Um, but I want to show you the kind of stuff that I've spoken about within a video. Hopefully, perfect, it's going to go on silent, even better. Um, So you can see this is an establishing shot, we are at Infosec, we've got a time lapse, it only lasts three seconds. Brilliant, Um, uh, relevant B-roll and branding, so people in the crowd and Quest, who is the company. Power, we've just introduced the speaker here, and then she starts speaking. Name tag, tells you who she is. She doesn't have to say, hi, I'm Wendy. I'm just putting a title card there. Again, we've got relevant, branding, stuff that's actually happening. I think we might even have a classic handshake. Um, There you go, look at that. (laughs) Uh, A bunch of branding, loads of orange and she's now saying hey we are at xyz in the actual expo uh, and then i think we cut to you yeah, come on down to our stand. this is the stand number and then the final card once he gets there well oh, there's a bit of merch as well classic and there's a final card to say where we are now just from a strategy perspective on this Video in particular, this was a four-day event, InfoSec over uh, Olympia, and uh, we shot the video 9 a.m. on the first day, and they posted it at 6 p.m. the same day. That's kind of guerrilla tactics, to say that the sponsor of Infosec, let's just say it's Coke for example, they probably spent 50 grand sponsoring that event, but Quest were the first people out with video content and you're owning that digital space. So it's about getting video content out there and then. With a mobile phone, man, you can get it out instantly. Um, Coke or the mainline sponsor will spend thousands of pounds getting in front of however many people that turn up, put 50 quid behind that video, you're gonna get in front of 20,000 people. It's all kind of basic stuff. And then the applications that we use, cool. We only got a couple more slides. Um, so does anybody, anybody actually create their own video content here right now? Cool, there's a couple here, brilliant. Um, I'm a massive fan of Adobe, although I spend thousands of pounds on Adobe. Um, these are the apps that I recommend, so if you're a beginner, and go for Adobe Rush and Spark Post. Adobe Rush is like the watered down version of what the professionals use. And what will happen is if you go and create your, own video, uh, create your own video content and you get stuck, you can give me a ring, send me this file and then I can put that into my professional software because it reads the same. Um, you do need to have a general idea around editing. So scissors, glue, audio tracks, that kind of basic stuff. Um, Spark Post is for images, this is amazing, I thoroughly recommend that. Um, You can make the animated videos if you want but you can now upload your own fonts, your own logos, your own brand guidelines and it will help you create still posts um, for square cut social, for portrait, for anything, it's it's an amazing piece of kit. All on mobile as well, so both of these are mobile apps and then if you want to spend you know, two grand a year, um, and pull your hair out. I don't have much hair. Uh, pull your hair out when they do an update and it crashes. Uh, then you go for the Adobe, Adobe Creative Cloud, excuse me, Adobe Creative Cloud, uh, which is Photoshop, Premiere, After Effects, all that kind of stuff. Uh, these two are absolute godsends. Uh, PremiumBeat.com and Rev.com. Um, classic line from a client, can we make the music upbeat? please fuck off, Uh, (laughs) premiumbeat.com is 50 US dollars for copyright free music. You get the the full two to three minute song, you also get a 15, 30 and one minute cut down of that exact same song, plus all of the loops that are used within that song as well. They charge one US dollar per minute. So not how long it takes, but how long the video is. So if you're making one minute videos, which you should be doing, it's gonna cost you one US dollar, to subtitle the video content. Yeah, it's nuts, it's nuts. Um, What they do is they'll send it as a .srt file, um, which you just either upload into YouTube along with the video, or you put it into Premiere or Adobe Rush, and then you can embed it or bake it into the actual video itself. Or they can transcribe, you know, they'll put it into uh, text format, whatever it is. Um, I charge hundreds for subtitling, and I use (laughs) Rev.com. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right. uh, Obviously capital content are all about transparency, you know, uh, and then prioritization, so this is the last little bit. Now that I've told you how to build a video content strategy and how you can use a mobile phone to create that video content, when you go back up tomorrow morning you'll be like sweet I've got 50 videos that I want to make, I've got so many ideas, Gary help me. Um, What I came up with is a content priority matrix. Uh, Basically it's a spreadsheet and you have what I put as the three basic channels any business should have. Thought leadership, behind the scenes, community involvement. You can put whatever channels you want, um, but thought leadership for my business is a direct revenue generator. It generates leads for me if I show videos that are thought leadership and video content. So that's the most important and then behind the scenes is the second, community involvement is the third Uh, and then you write down all your episodes, all the topics that you want to write, that you want to shoot. So then once you've written down all of your content that you want to make, you make that one first, these three second, those five thirds, so on and so forth. It just helps you structure the way, don't just bowl out making loads of content. Um, Write down everything you want to make, prioritise what you're going to do first. What's more important to your business? Is it brand awareness? Is it revenue generation? Is it show your involvement in the community? Whatever you decide, put the first one first and then start from that box there. And... This is a recap, TV network strategy. Think yourselves as a media company, channels, seasons, episodes, super easy. Three basic channels any business should have. Thought leadership, behind the scenes, community involvement. You do need a mix of content from capital content and DIY stuff, hence the talk today. Um, Make sure you have those specific DIY rules along with the prize pack today, so make sure you've got your business cards at the end of the line. And then the content priority matrix. And I think, ah yes. So uh, I put this. I forgot I put this here. Brilliant. So I'm going to make something up on the fly. Um, so this was uh, this was a list of questions um, that you're trying to put now into the presentation to to kind of show at the very end. And. I'll pick the first one, why is your thing important? And I watched this program, um, it was a comedy program strangely, with Ramesh Ranganathan, and they invited in a, um, what's it called, they invited in like a professor uh, on social science or whatever it was, and he asked the differences between millennials and baby boomers and Gen Zs. And uh, this this blew me away, I didn't even know this. Um, But basically, video content is there to build trust. You know, you need to visually build trust with the consumer or with the other business that you're trying to sell to. Um, Millennials in particular, when their parents were bringing them up, they were saying, it's going to be okay, don't worry. You'll be able to buy a house, it's fine. Uh, Then 2008 came along and they are now no longer allowed to buy a house. Uh, It's well without their reach. So millennials generally don't trust as much as the other Demographics. So, you need to use video content. It's very important to use video content because your majority of your buying group right now are millennials. You need to build trust with millennials because they don't trust anybody because they can't no longer buy houses anymore. Um, so, that is why video content is very important because the majority of your buying group is millennials and they don't trust anyone unless they do loads of research. And the best way to show research is through video content. Thanks very much.